0: No hipsters. No hipsters. No hipsters. No hipsters
1: pod, pod. 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 Episode sixty-eight. No hipsters. Pod. Your boy Ron, Sink, the founder of NoHipstersA Com, and this week we have none other than Teresa Kona. Hi. Cheers to you.
0: Cheers. Cheers to you.
1: See, <laughs> so yeah, it's been. You've been. This is, Two months ago was the last time?
0: Right before homecoming. Yes. 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 Homecoming was great. Um, Which um, I am currently working with a client who is doing um, group trips for HBCU alumni, specifically for um, Morgan State alumni. So we have a trip coming up for Cinco de Mayo to Mm -hmm. Cancun. Um, So we had officially announced the launch of Off the Yard. So. You can follow mm-hmm. off oh, the yard. The name on of the company
1: is Off the Yard. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it, love yep. it. And the handle is
0: so it's off the at
1: Off the Yard on Instagram. Fantastic. And that wasn't taken already.
0: No, no. it wasn't.
1: Um, <laughs> that's, yes. a, that's why I asked you because like, oh, it has to be off underscore oh, something. travels. Yeah, yeah, off the underscore. Yeah, because I was like, oh, that has to be taken out. Right. Yes, Off the Yard oh. Travels on Instagram.
0: Yes, don't don't. Don't, don't quote me on the first one because, okay. yeah, I've, I've already had a, my first glass of wine. But we're just basically trying to recreate the fun and the feeling of homecoming right. and also new experiences and just kind of um, find fellowship amongst alumni. All
1: right, let's start with Harry and Meghan, their highly anticipated Netflix documentary premiere today, and I have actually watched the first three episodes, uh, and then one with the next, I guess, three drop in a week, mm-hmm. and I know you saw some of it.
0: I did. I'm not as quick as you, okay. but <laughs> I did, and because I'm just such a big fan of right. them, they are my actual king in queen. Oh, right. like... I I love I love everything about their relationship and and how they've kind of grown into where they are. And I I know there's people who have like different perspectives in terms of just what their their intent is behind like the things that they're doing, but I think it's real, y'all. Okay, that's cool. I mean, I, so there're a lot of like big
1: takeaways. I can, I think the the really big one for me was that uh, they found out that their that Megan's dad wasn't attending the wedding via, like, TMZ. Also, I mean, I know they're like, that's, I guess, a more scandalous uh, reveal, but also I I, I found out that, um, you know, Prince Harry had a fence to the whole time. They met on Instagram, and, and they were in each other's DMs, mm-hmm. and then the whole thing, like, blossomed. And, you know, I think part of it, and as much as people, you know, criticize Megan unfairly, and uh, I think... When people say that she was, she had her eye on the prize. I, I, I get that, right? I, I'm specifically referring to the fact that they went on a trip to basically a vacation to Botswana together after only just two dates. Which, I mean, I think is fast objectively. But I, I'm not mad at it. I'm not. Necessarily- I don't
0: think it's that bad.
1: Okay. Like, you know, I don't you think about flew out that quickly. This is not about me. Okay.
0: (laughs) Oh, that sounds like a yes. (laughs) Wait. Tell us more. My thing is is that if you are a, a consenting adult and you happen to enjoy travel and you meet someone else that enjoys travel, what difference does it make whether I get to know you in this city or in that one? And I don't think that they were necessarily even able to kind of date under any realistic standards That's because fair. this is not a normal situation they literally situation. cannot
1: see each other in public which is i'm actually surprised that they went to that restaurant in london but they their first two dates was at 76th street which is going to probably gonna be really popular after this documentary because I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go next time in mm-hmm. london. Sure. <laughs> so <laughs> and so they had two dates there but but much of it was like really like hush hush and so like you said there wasn't a lot of opportunity to like Date publicly and
0: in a normal sense, yes, sure. You would probably get to know somebody for months and months and months. But also, I'm thinking about it from the sense of what type of security clearances do I need to check on somebody who's a royal? Like most of the information about you is pretty public. Yeah. So I as mean, much as she was like, oh, she didn't do her research. Her like Andrew's you- a
1: royal, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs>
0: But, it's, uh, it's still like, you know, you you had access to enough information right. where, like, all right, cool. I went on vacation with yes. a stranger. You went on vacation with somebody whose information is a bit more easy to access. So I yeah, think, you know. I get it.
1: Yeah. And even, like, as much as Chris Andrew is a creep, that is public as well. Yes. Right? And yes. so, um, yeah, really, really interesting. We got to hear, uh, you know, Archie's voice for the first time.
0: I love <laughs> Archie. My <laughs> and, nephew. Every-
1: and he actually kinda of looks like my real life nephew. And we got to hear uh Doriel her Megan's oh, mom. Yeah. And she's actually she's stunning. She's really beautiful.
0: Gorgeous yeah. woman. And like I literally was entranced watching her and listening to her speak. I just was like, oh, she's like yeah. one of those soft, nurturing, right, right, loving right. voices. And, it's
1: and- so and sometimes I wonder how she ended up with Megan's... I mean, crazier things have happened. Like, they seem like such... The little we know about both of them seem like such a mismatch in a way. And it's funny, at some point, Megan says, I feel like the tabloids wanted all like the scandal to come from my black side of the family. Mm -hmm. But it came from the white side of the family. And And that is so accurate like mm-hmm. i can just tell like the, the whole point is like all the headlines kept saying oh straight out of compton which this girl was never living in compton it was like straight out come and, and, and like the whole of all of it was racialized but you knew what they was trying to do right right, right. racialized and trying to indicate, okay this black woman is bringing all her you know mm-hmm. trash into the royal family but really all all the scandal all the embarrassment was coming from her white relatives and um it's just so like even her sister who she didn't even know apparently like I mean, because her parents divorced when she was two. Oh, and man. so literally, you know.
0: I feel like a lot of, of what they were really trying to do was kind of re-traumatize her. And and I do think that, you know, they had hoped that, okay, there would be the re-traumatization of, of what her family went through. And also, like an add-on would be that, okay, all of the dirty secrets of her Black family and how oh she's going to climb her way to the top and take them all out of the ghetto was just going to end up being a part of that story, and when that did not work, when that did not work, that's when they really got mad. I think that's what really happened.
1: Uh, hey, I, I believe it, and it's just, I mean sometimes I wonder what would happen if she was actually like a full black woman like Mm.
0: (laughs) and I will also say shout out to my sis Meg because she in a very very eloquent way came out and said I have never experienced what it felt like to be a black woman until I got to London and I'm glad that she said that very different to be a minority but not be treated as a minority right off the bat Obviously, now people are very aware of my race because they made it such an issue when I went to the UK. But before that, most people didn't treat me like a black woman. So that talk didn't have to happen for me.
1: It was an acknowledgement of her privilege, I Mm -hmm. think.
0: Absolutely. And I feel like, I feel like without first acknowledging that, you can't understand like how you moved yourself this far into into the game. Like you like as a black woman, I I cannot go into any situation or into any environment in any space without me thinking about how people are receiving me. I can't because I can't unblack. Megan, who when we looked at those pictures from the very beginning, I was like that's a white woman. And her well, honestly, mom was it's like, "It's
1: really interesting to me because to me she looks like a she looks like just like a standard mixed girl. Honestly, she looks passing to me. I don't think so. She looks passing to me. I, the idea of someone who like of that type could be mistaken for white is mm. so strange to me. White, <laughs> like this is she's not Mariah,
0: here. like she's not like like, like white. Mariah. I think Mariah, yeah, white, also white." <laughs> When I found out Mariah Carey was a black woman, I was like, "Mm, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, (laughs) when I found out Meghan Markle was a black woman, I was like, "Mm, that makes sense because you couldn't tell me that that was a black woman on suits. You could not. Oh, I see. You watched
1: suits before all this, (laughs) so you knew who she was before Harry.
0: I did. I watched it. I did. I did. I was dating somebody. I was watching it, so I had to watch it. But I will say, <laughs> I will say, she played the hell out of that role, and I definitely was like, I can't be that no black lady.
1: But the interesting thing is that you know, her Wendell Pierce plays her dad in that show. Yes,
0: yes. So I guess I still, that
1: was a reveal to you that oh,
0: I I still was like nah. <laughs> <laughs> Stranger things have happened Trust I mean, me I was, Hollywood is weird Stranger things that, I was like mm, No Okay so And on the strange, show He
1: thought he had an unadopted White daughter in the show
0: I, I, Honestly As I watched it I was like There's gotta be something here Where they're gonna come out And be like No it's not Or like Oh th- Never happened That's And the I still thing. I still like I hung on a little bit Like not
1: what? Mm. That's that's. I'm so fascinated because she will. She if she just told me that if she told me she had two black parents and was just light skinned, I believe her. Mm-mm. That's how not white she looks to me. But
0: a, I've also so. met some light skinned black women who have been like white, two black parents, white. But i I'm, I'm saying this. Not because I'm denying their blackness uh, or denying, you know, whatever mm-hmm. their experiences are mm-hmm. light skinned or multiracial women. I'm saying this because I know specifically that, like, I can scan a room when I walk into a room and I'm like, it's five black people in here. And when I get to you in the room, I'm going to go like this. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm <laughs> and there's no way that you walking into a room. And the thing is that it's just, it, it's like the black woman's defense. It's, And I feel like black men do it too. You walk into a room, especially when you walk into spaces that are typically predominantly white. You walk into a space and you're like, let me find the exits. Let me find my people. Let me see where I'm safe. So I'm walking in and I'm scanning the room. I'm not stopping at you. I'm going to be like white. And <laughs> that is... That is just because, like, we've also been ingrained to think that, you know, race is a a thing. And so, like, we're not looking at really, like, genetically anything. We're looking at, like, this. So to me, um, I'm not having the same experiences when I'm pulled over as this person. I'm not having the same experiences when I'm coming into work upset or sad. I'm not having the same experiences when I'm asking for help. I'm not having the same experiences when I'm claiming that, oh, I've been attacked. Your experiences are extremely different, and I've had women who have fought very hard to try to state that no it's not because they don't want to have that part of their identity taken from them that oh they're not a black woman because they have not experienced the same thing so to have somebody kind of take that moment to say like no no no, i see you and i know your experience is different and i know that specifically because it immediately came to the front of my mind when yeah. this was happening you
1: know it's 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 definitely um an interesting part of the documentary And, and, um, a part of me, I get what she's saying, but it also wonders if that naivete or even obliviousness, you know, says something about her worldview. I don't know. Mm. Um, cause another thing we find out is that there was an incident when she was a kid where a woman called her mom the N word and her mom never like unpacked that incident. It was just like... Quiet, drove home, and it was never spoken of again. And I wonder if, I don't know, Maybe like, what I'm trying to say is, um, with, with too many words, is that I wonder if she wasn't given enough of a, you know, racism 101 mm-hmm. type of. She situation. wasn't. As her mom admits to not having And that Yep, I mean,
0: say, yep her, her mom talks about it, and I like that her mom talked about it because. Also,
1: and actually points that as a as a shortcoming actually
0: i'm not I'm not here to attack any of my light skinned or brown skinned sisters, but I find it very eye opening when I see black women have biracial children and they don't educate them on black experiences. They don't submerge them in black experiences. They almost kind of shield them in a way in which endangers them further. And it's almost as if like it's a way in which you also compartmentalize some level of trauma. And I understand that yes, trauma is something that you can pass down to your children. So there are times when people don't say anything because they think I'm protecting my child from experiencing what I experienced. But sis, That's a grown ass woman, and she ain't never had the your black talk until she got the Buckingham Palace. You're very wild for that. Okay, all right. So you know, I'm so happy. You're wild for that. Because the whole time
1: I was like, and I and I really do like them, and I'm willing to admit that I'm somewhat partial to like Meghan Markle and her family and whatever. At least her black relatives. (laughs) (laughs) But but the whole time I was like, I was like, wow, like this this is not this. this is not. Okay. At your big age? This is this is not okay. At your big age. And, and and it, you know, I mean, I mean, it's too late now, but the whole time I was like, wow, what, what how did how did that shape her and how she viewed the world, how she treated people, right? You know? Jesus Ladarius
0: Christ. We don't even know. We don't know. Because she didn't know. We don't know. If she was dating these white boys because she didn't know that they were black boys. We don't know what she oh. knew. Because as far as we know, her mom was walking her around yeah. and she was white.
1: So, interesting. This, I mean, we could actually spend the whole show talking about this. Really interesting. I can't wait for the second volume. Which, and I would. Yeah. <laughs> which drops in a week. And I, I, honestly, I want you to come back. So we talk about it. Yes, yeah. part two. Part two. <laughs> All right, let's change gears and talk about Deion Sanders, the uh, <laughs> the current coach and soon to be new coach. Current coach of Jackson State University, soon to be new coach of the University University of Colorado. And um, you know he did. Listen, let me start by saying I'm not opposed to anyone getting to the bag, and you know you can do like big bag, right? Right, and like it will. Like, everyone has their own respective, you know, life and career in their hands, and they can do with it as they please, and no one is married to an employer. However, I do think he just made so much about, you know, I'm going to coach for an HBCU, and then, you know, turn the program around, and build this new thing, and make HBCUs more like attractive destinations for Black football players, right? Because a lot of the top talent is mostly black, but they end up going to, you know, you know Idaho, wherever. And so um, he he did all that. And then to do this just really three years into his tenure, I think is um, surprising for a lot of people. And he's being criticized, um, you know,
0: for being a filthy gutter snipe. That's why he's being criticized. Because he is a filthy <laughs> gutter snipe from the gutter. Just like I normally say, a nasty, vile gutter snipe, right up out the hood. <laughs> gutter snipe. <laughs> so I mean, uh, he knows what he did. Okay. he knows what he did. And this is the thing when you do build all this fanfare around what you're doing and you try to bring other people into your story and into your brand one of the first things you introduce them to is your mission your purpose why are you doing this why are you going to jackson state you've had this amazing career what is bringing you here when you made that story around, oh, I wanna be at the HBCUs, this, that, and the third, and you're not giving a definitive timeline, but you are trying to make that story and that brand built around what you are giving back to the community. You are dirty. You're dirty because mm-hmm. You originally stated that you were going to help out in the HBCU community and bring all of these players there. And now, not only do you have a new deal where they're paying you more at a white school, you are taking the athletes and taking the staff from whatever schools you want to now go and build your super team. Your mission was not about helping out Wait, the community.
1: is there like the big
0: recruitment operation? So, along with his deal to sweeten the pot, he has $5 million to basically hire whomever. And because they also have these NIL contracts with um, with college football, him being it's able... Is Colorado one of the states with the NIL? Yes. Oh, I thought it was just California. No, so I guess now with the agreement, like, a lot of different programs and schools are going to be able to come under this. And he has been able to make a lot of money for his sons at Jackson State. So now, he is going to be able to bring whichever players and whichever other coaches. He already stole Charles Kelly from Alabama, Roll Tide. But, this is the thing. Once you start building this super team, because now you wanna be the LeBron James of college football, all of these athletes that once thought like i'm going to do something for my community i'm going to go to an hbcu i'm going to build up the regalia that is having this experience and being able to do this for my community you now have basically told them like well you don't gotta you don't gotta do it you can you can jump up and leave with something better these schools have historically always had less resources. These schools have historically always been overlooked for the PWIs. And so the example you're setting is not only that you didn't even finish the job. Four years, really. If you didn't four years, that wouldn't even be met.
1: Like, that I means someone who came as a freshman could have, like, Finished through. You could have said, you coach. didn't see it through. You
0: did not see it through.
1: And, you know, I have to say, like, I, and this might seem like, you know, like a, a, a tangential... Comparison, but I'm always struck by people who make all like these large statements or try to like try to like glory hunt anytime they do things that seem to be for the community or mm-hmm. can be framed as being done for the community. Because I feel like if you just went to Jackson and State and say nothing, right? Just go to the HBCU and still do the same things and still help help turn the program around in the in the ways that you did. Because he did get them like good contracts mm-hmm. that are going to like last longer than he's he's there. Like he got like a TV contract for like mm-hmm. every decade. So he, his legacy is going to be long. He has done good. I think it's a net positive. For and the decades. kids are still there, right? The kids are still there. Yeah. Shalome
0: is playing basketball. Um, Sh- Shadur, whatever. Right. Other ones playing football. The kids are still finishing at the school. But the thing is, it's like you still just was like, right?
1: right. But I mean, but, but to my point, he made all these decorations. and so now. It just it, it makes it look so empty when you do things like that. And the parallel I see is like a lot of these people online who do like the oh protect black woman hashtag protect so often their like actions and conduct don't live up often. Black. <laughs> <laughs> right and so that's why we still be like wow like as opposed to like the big but like, protect black women declarations, why not just make that a part of your life? Make it so normal and you're not having to like seek praise. For doing something that I think really is the bare minimum, right? And so I'm usually actually very suspicious of people who do like the hashtag this, hashtag that, or, mm-hmm. oh, I'm doing this for the community, oh, you know, I'm buying black the block. All those rappers that say that are just enriching themselves, just by the way. And so, you know.
0: You don't have to announce it. You don't. You don't. And the thing is, is that that is one of the major signs that, okay, that people's intentions. Are purely so self. Yeah, so it's 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 like if you need to declare it that loudly, then yeah. Because the thing was is that there were a lot of other um, public figures and celebrities who have been doing stuff at HBCUs. There, have, that's not new. He's not the first one. He is not. You know moving mountains to the point where even he is one of the, the the leading people. There are a lot of public figures who are pouring into HBCUs and not shouting it from the mountaintops. And you have even, you know, billionaires who are making these donations now into mm-hmm. historically black colleges, and they're not taking press conferences. But then you have primetime making Instagram posts Telling people about, you know, like, oh, what he's about to do with the Colorado program. And we get it. Like, you're trying to build your career and you're trying to get to a certain place. But that's that's where I also am kind of like, are we shocked? Are we surprised?
1: I, I mean, based on, like, my hypothesis about people who make big declarations, no. I think people who do all that usually end up being self-interested, at, you know, as we tend to find out even honestly to take us in another like shift did you see the interview on d-ray and
0: z been critical of fellow activists sean king for mishandling funds okay. do you think it's generally a good idea to be skeptical of people who rise to fame through activism
1: yeah i think that i think the celebrity corrodes almost all things right mm. uh, and i when i think about the platform i have i think about it as a tool not a goal often being in places allows me to say the thing to the people or get close to the people so I can ask them about this or can you do the law or can can we have a meeting about this? Those sort of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the moment that fame or visibility becomes the goal, I've just seen it ruin people. I've seen it. What? I don't know if this is like a sixth sense of mine. I'm really good at spotting people who are not quite what they purport to be. And I remember back when the the Mike Brown protests were happening, and I was remember reading like his tweets. I'm like, what What is this guy doing? Like, I, I was I had this very like clear feeling that I still remember, like this guy is trying to get popular mm. off of the death of Mike Brown. And was, did you
0: also get the heebie jeebies about Sean King?
1: Yes. Oh, okay. And he came first, I think, because he was already in it. Mm-hmm. But I remember, so I saw him, and I was like, what, what, what What's this guy doing? But I remember I didn't pay
0: as much attention my, to was him. I like my, bro, my brother was like that, and I was like, hmm, don't trust him either. Yeah. White? <laughs> is he? He's not white. He is he's not white.
1: But the, the difference between I guess both of them is that D-Ray says he was reporting from the ground because I think he was in the St. Mm. Louis area, and so it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I can I remember reading because I thought, okay, man, I'm about to find out about what's happening. I think I think that's how I got to read his whole feed, and I'm like. He's just repeating the same thing over he's not putting out new information this is just like a way to just get retweeted multiple yeah. times yeah i was like huh i was so like it's
0: a weird thing to do. very
1: weird thing i'm like so struck by someone's willingness to like exploit a, a moment like that it's scary i'm actually i'm afraid of people like that
0: <laughs> i am too but it doesn't shock me. It doesn't. Because they exist. Right, right they do. We live and breathe with them every day. We go to work with them. We went back. to school with them. We Actually, know. Honestly, people you and I know people. I want to yes. call
1: you that someone so comes to mind.
0: <laughs> yes. We know people yeah. who do a lot.
1: <laughs> the most.
0: We know people who do a
1: lot. But uh but yeah, that was really interesting and you know, just to take it back to Dion, I mean more power. Or not really more proud to him, but like go get your money. I just wish you didn't you didn't put you. Didn't
0: Why do you not bring us in? <laughs> right, right. Why do you not bring HBCUs in? I, I
1: wish you didn't put so many. We people... put
0: you put us in your. But I, on a positive note, Jackson State's homecoming was very highly attended. HBCUs will continue to thrive not because Deion Sanders was there, but because in spite of everything that has been done to just try to dismantle institutions that have created the most brilliant minds in medicine and in in law practice and in all different areas of our our world. HBCUs are, are very much needed and and because it continues to create a space for people who may not have that opportunity, as well as also creating a space for people who understand that legacy, it will continue to thrive. And that's what I feel like is kind of lost in the conversation where it's that Deion Sanders is not the, wasn't going to be the martyr that, that he was stating he was going to be. Okay, fine, cool. I keep that when his sons got their contract and were walking around with big ass chains on the sidelines. That's fine. The thing is, is that like, it doesn't take away from the fact that what everyone started watching, that main stage that was created for this HBCU should also be a main stage for all HBCUs. Because either way, it attracts the talent and the brilliant minds that change the world and we are the world leaders, whether we believe it or not, or whether we decide to sell our brilliance to a white school. And that's that. (coughs) Let's
1: talk about DJ Holmes, and his co-host, Amy Robach. So, uh, <laughs> the two of them, uh, with Talk, talk of Town last week, um, they they were... So, first of all, I mean, my, my views on this have evolved, but they apparently were caught, you know, canoodling, you know, at bars <laughs> and things, and were seeing, like, upstate New York on, like, a weekend trip. I'm starting to feel like they might have actually hired those cameras to to you know to i think that was their announcement right so both of them are still married legally but supposedly we're we're now finding out that they were separated back in august initially the the story was framed as both of them cheating on their spouses and then it evolved until they're you know they separated and separated within weeks of each other either way i don't think the relationship started after the separation there's just no
0: way (laughs) I love holiday tea. There's always a scandal around, like, the Thanksgiving, Christmas time. So, like, I get it why everybody is tuned in to, like, the juicy gossip because don't nobody watch that show. Right. I, I, I
1: really want to, I should go look what the ratings were, but I definitely tuned in <laughs> just to see. And you know People
0: what? have heard that in backgrounds at, like, the your dentist. dentist. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: don't think anyone actually, like goes to ABC at 1 p.m. Yeah. But yeah, really interesting. So they were found, like, you know, like, you know, just being intimate. And then they both deleted their respective Instagram accounts. And they were on the news the next day. They, on, they were on Don't TV nothing on
0: TV. say you're guilty like, delete Listen, Instagram. nothing.
1: They were on TV. So the news broke Wednesday night. They were on TV Thursday. You know, it mentions everyone thought, oh, they're fine, right? Oh, nothing's going to happen. And, you know, they didn't really mention it, make any reference to it. Um, and then Friday, you know, TJ goes,
0: you know, it's too bad. It's Friday. Is It's been a great week. (laughs) We want this one to keep going and going and going. Um, Just enjoy it. Speak for yourself. Take it all in. I am very excited about the weekend. At that point,
1: I feel like he was strutting a bit and somebody probably got mad because they were taken off the air by Monday. Mm. And, um, yeah, I think, yeah, Monday, by Monday they were off and they had people step in. And so now at the end of the week, it's now been over a week since the scandal broke. We're now hearing that T.J. is being investigated because he had had multiple relations at work. And so it's now, with the latest reports are saying Amy is likely to come back (laughs) while T.J. is still out being investigated. And it just, it really is unfortunate. I think he's going to learn a little lesson about how their demographics (laughs) are different, number one. But, But yeah, I mean, you can't just go, like...
0: I'm sorry, but as more of the details started to come out, the more I had to giggle to myself because I was like, boy, are you kidding me? Every Everybody watching this that saw that picture of that man, leaned back in his chair and just like flirting in the wide open. On an episode with his coworker. It's looking at me. I've been. Well, you've been training. You've been training. With you. And I run behind you and you keep the pace. I don't have to worry about these things. <laughs> right. So uh if you are the pacer, yes. you do have to worry about these things. You're the pacer. that make me the pacy? Yes. Yeah, you're the pacey. Okay, so yeah. But there we're you. gonna both be finishers, and that's what counts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that wasn't a oh, TikTok. Post. Sorry, a TikTok. not post. that that makes it really any better. It was it a doesn't. TikTok for their show.
0: Exactly. I was gonna say it was still a professional setting, but like, oh yeah, I love you. You're the pacer. Like this and, and then
1: man. Then she goes all the that, that we both finish, and like, they, like it was like innuendo I'm like, you're lying. Like, yeah. you're
0: you're a wild guy. You're a and a wild, wild woman. Guy. I
1: know mean, they're both wild. I'm sorry, he's not in an alone. You're but not in goes,
0: alone. You're not. You're not but like as i was watching i was like one tj almost looks like a fuck boy he just does he gives that energy but then to...
1: it is somebody said that the green-eyed bandits have been at it all year
0: (laughs) (laughs) people play too much i mean but no honestly The way that, like, the way that he just has that Rick Fox smile and, like, the little backward (laughs) lean, I was like, oh, you play professional sports at a white school. I can see this for you. Did he? No, but I believe that's (laughs) his backstory. Yes, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) She said, you were on the basketball team. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the way that the man just kind of just felt so much ease and comfort at, being, like, in the, like, plain sight of him His wife being was, a fuckboy. Not that it's the first time a beautiful woman got cheated on I'm like, why don't you cheat your
1: wife for her? Because
0: like, you can. Because yeah. you can. Because when you're a fuckboy, it's like, I don't need a reason. I'm doing it because the option is available to me. <laughs> why would I? Why, why would I? Why, why would not? I? This is who I am. Like... <laughs> Like, what? It just, the whole thing to me. The way that the details came out that, oh, there were multiple. And I was like, oh, so you mean to tell me that somebody was like, (laughs) oh, now I think you're wild, so I'm about to spill even more tea? I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Amy, I don't support you trying to take down a black man, I'm not on your team. I just think it's funny watching the this fuck T- boy go down, to- down in flames. DJ T- 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 T-
1: T- T- took himself down. <laughs> he's going
0: down in flames. But, Amy, we are not on the same team. <laughs> what you did, no, it's wrong. You trying to now come back and then he not come back. Like, y'all weren't both doing the same tango. That's crazy. I'm not on your side.
1: So, somebody let Kim Barris write another movie. And he wrote with Jonah Hill of all people, so you already know. So um, the movie is titled "You People," ta-da! Like, so you already know. What three, I, I, do I even need to say anything else?
0: Who's Who he? Who he talking about? Who? Who?
1: <sighs> but yeah, like, listen, like, honestly, I feel like and Barris discovered interracial relationships in the last like decade. I, I, I just don't get it. Like, anyway. But he's biracial. He's a biracial boy. I think mean, he is. I think he is.
0: And he acts like the mama is white. <laughs> Stop it. Because you know they act different Stop. when the mama's not white. <laughs> okay, man. No, Mark I, I, is I cool. I look mean, at the mama black. Is, is she? I mean, sh- is she really? She is. Is she really? She. We is. like her. But is she really? She is. She is. Okay. She's the mama. The mama let us down. That's why I had to say yeah, something to her. Okay. Mama let us yeah, down. Yeah. But she, she wasn't was acting very. Kenya Barris acts like his mama is white. And he got to constantly declare to us how much he prefers a close to white black woman. He is constantly Damn, shoving yeah. it in my face. And you know what, sir? Oh, you think that's what all that is? I don't understand why he continues to make these movies where he's, like, obsessed with these interracial relationships leading to a biracial child. Do we need any more people with ablation in their profile? A brief
1: segue in Sean Fury's defense, maker of Biracial Girl, that album actually has women of every ethnicity. It actually went viral this week. And it's like, hey, man. And white and black. So, but that song is funny and ridiculous. But that album is actually about different women, and he's not just like some random like color struck man.
0: You know what? <laughs> actually, I gotta listen to it. Now.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. But back to the, to the movie though. The trailer dropped this week, and it's like, first of all, I mean, weird. It's, it's weird. I mean, I'm not even like stressed about the age difference, like whatever. Like you know, Lauren London is playing Eddie Murphy and Neil Long's daughter, which, first of all, just. Complexion-wise, I don't know how those two produce a child that looks like that. Yeah. But, I mean, Long is only, like, 14 years old. I mean, we're being too technical at this point. But Jonah Hill is in the trailer looking older than Eddie Murphy, which you know, is unfortunate because Eddie, Eddie is old enough to be his dad. Yes. And, but the whole thing just, like, you know, like, they're just, you know, it's just always, like, really, like, just... I Forced think done, jokes. overdone jokes. Like we've seen this before. This is like, this is funny maybe 25 years ago. Samira and I had a baby. It would be a very nice baby. Mixed race people are really awesome. I feel like, I think in my mind, interracial relationships are so commonplace that like,
0: is it, it's not, I don't think it's enough to make a movie. It, it's not enough to be the, the, the storyline or the basis of the movie. And what we actually are <laughs> seeing now is we're seeing a lot of um, real filmmakers who can really write stories add those as like underlying storylines. Mm-hmm. So, like, you have movies like Riches on Amazon Prime. I'm st- oh, I thought it was a show. Show, yes, it's a, a oh, short series. So yeah, this an
1: interracial- I was actually supposed to start it this weekend. I've heard really great things. It's,
0: it is really great. Shout they have, Barbara. they have, they have, um. Uh, but they they have um a bit of interracial dating storyline and then it's the underlying story. It's not the main story, it's joke not the main show. Interesting enough to me. Because be it's that. not it's not that you it don't might, have those awkward run-ins the way that people imagined in right. like the nineties. Yeah, and really then more. to birth these I mean, characters. I'm sure
1: it still happens, but like not in a big I mean, it's just it's not it's not enough of a time. To talk it
0: into a comedy
1: boo no
0: all right pass it on and, every, and
1: everybody like
0: where's quinta brunson yes.
1: and everyone like posted like oh we've seen this one before and posted like the ashton kutcher and um, yes and, 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 uh, it's and
0: even he wishes he wasn't in that oh he did has he said that he has alluded alluded he has not said that because ashton kutcher is a great so he is a real Thesman, and he has spoken out on some of his more favorite roles, and he has spoken out on how some of the roles that he took in terms of comedy he tried to fight tooth and nail not to do. And I felt like that was a big wink to that damn movie. Oh, hmm. mm-hmm. I felt like it was a big. Is that link. what you think? That's what I took from it. Oh, that's what I got.
1: generous. Mm-hmm. That's what I don't I got. think I don't think Ashton just said thoughtful, but okay.
0: <laughs> I do. I most definitely do. Because in the interview, He doesn't also, shower regularly. He's not that thoughtful. He doesn't. He doesn't. But he's a little smart. I mean, he thinks a little bit differently. And the way in which he thought about, like, even his career as he first started getting into acting with that 70s show, and the way in which he thought about his career enough to, after that 70s show, want to do Butterfly Effect, which I happen to think is an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and in his mind he was like you know he's able to kind of think outside of the box beyond just cracking a joke because he wasn't even cast as somebody who was supposed to be some sort of comedic actor Mm -hmm. he just was handsome enough in this opportunity to be able to get that opportunity so he has been able to really really deliver in a lot of his films that are a lot more emotional because he says you know that's kind of like more who he bad. is, okay. yeah, and I believed it just from the interviews. But when he mentioned, like, oh, you know, the comedic roles are the ones that he did not like, that 70s show made him a lot of money. I don't think he was talking about it. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel like that movie where they try to make him be this, oh, white candy for like, oh, the black woman, like, nobody even really is buying this, like, nobody's really like, okay, oh, hey. though, it
1: was,
0: it was, it was good for what it was. Me, I think ahead. that professionals did their best. But <laughs> um I think I I'm think, gonna use that one
1: next time. <laughs> professionals did their best.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think in all honesty, if you're reading this as like a flat script and you're supposed to make it jump off of the pages, you're also going to sit there and look at it like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> huh? This is funny to you? It was also it funny?
1: It was. So I don't even think we're- Different, different times. Different time. I think it was still okay to do it back then, especially in the approach that they took to it. Which
0: is why I think he did it. But I think yeah, that when it's, you're it's doing, funny, doing yeah. interviews like 10 years later, you're yeah. also like, I wish I did not that one. So you don't you don't think that movie age role? No, and I don't think that he even thinks. That's why I was like, I think he was, because what other comedic? I mean, he's
1: done a I'm lot thinking, of comedic roles, I'm but more like, dude, where's my car? Like, all oh, silly. So, yeah, I think that I cute. think
0: that's lumped in there too.
1: Yeah. Interesting, but yeah. In but in any case, Twitter dragged you know King Barris, uh, rightly so. As they so. should. It's as they should. He's a
0: bad person.
1: You're well, going to jail. <laughs> Understood, understood. Winners and losers, Teresa, I'll let you go first.
0: Okay. Um, so for my winners, I will definitely say Deborah, I will give it to you because Riches actually was really, really good. So if you have not watched Riches on Amazon, oh, crime, this is definitely my second time mentioning it because I binged it and made all of my coworkers plan a nice little get yeah. together where we can watch it together
1: i already and planned that to watch it but i did see a, this, this really funny like summary on tiktok that actually it went viral on on twitter because someone posted on twitter
0: the fact that when she picked up her phone it was at least 75 digits that's how i know that i would have just thought that it was spam and i answered the phone but to pick up the phone and hit a you didn't crawl joe crusty ass from the ain't shit father grave to come and harass me talking about I'm killing it in America, baby. You don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Cause if you've been watching me from a distance and you didn't left me and my mama and my brother high and dry, baby, get off my line. What's wrong with these other kids that you in their life that you ain't calling them, ain't trusting them?
1: And it made me want to watch it even more. But yeah, it's very interesting. Also, like just because I think it, because I think the family is Nigerian and yeah, kind of thing. and so it it's is. really, really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't wait to watch the, this weekend. I'm gonna binge.
0: Yes, um, so love it. I am a huge fan. Um, my losers, my losers. I will definitely say my loser this week is. Tory Lanez, because it's always Tory Lanez. That Every be single time it's gonna what? be Tory we can both do that. Every week it's gonna be Tory Lanez, and guess what? Next week it's gonna be Tory Lanez. Always. Because why are you still making tweets about it, girl? And she just said, "Leave her alone." I will never understand. I will never understand if you are innocent. Why you're fighting so hard? Like you are swinging and nothing's connecting. I really don't understand why you're fighting that hard if you're innocent. That doesn't make sense. It's, it's toilet. Yeah,
1: understandably, understandably. All right, so my winner is Brittany Griner who got released um, from jail in Russia earlier today. And uh, she was released in exchange for Victor Bout, who is an arms dealer. And you know, people you know, people have things to say, but I'm I'm just happy. I'm happy she's been released. And so yeah, that's definitely my first an arms one. dealer. Yeah,
0: in exchange for a basketball player.
1: You know what? I, I think it's a I, I listen an arms dealer who served 14 out of his 25 year sentence versus a a, a woman who served only 10 months. Out of a nine and a half year sentence, okay. I actually think it balances out in a weird kind of way, and um, so yeah, definitely Brittany Grimes is my winner. So, we, so you don't think it's a, it was a good exchange?
0: No, I mean, but I also, I also, because I like, mean,
1: because here's the thing I feel
0: like that, that, that the crimes are not even in any way of the same class level, but, but
1: it comes down to how bad you want Brittany,
0: and and I understand that, yeah. but that. That's, and my a, thing is that's a battle through. that you cannot then turn American citizens into pawns in, and because then it's kind of like now we're getting into like political relations.
1: If you wanted like for like, she's gonna she will be in she will still be in there. So at end, so because I've seen a lot of people criticizing the exchange, I'm saying, do you want her back or not? I think some of the people criticizing the exchange actually don't want her back. They're the conservatives. They're the Ashley Hill types. They don't want her released. but I do think there are some people who would like to see her back, but also think it was a bad exchange. I'm like, okay, if he didn't, if you know, if he didn't bring her back, you would have criticized Joe Biden for not valuing the life of a black woman, valuing the life of someone who's LGBTQ, and and, and in many ways like appears that way in the in the most stereotypical way that will attract even more discrimination. She's six nine. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I hope
0: she gets yeah. all of the so, hope and the the support that she needs coming back after yeah. dealing with what
1: she dealt with. And the and she's like that even like the way she's been covered has been so I think colored by what people think about her and her appearance and, and so that's why I'm like, you know, just let her come back. Like let her come back. And, and it's just I mean a, the Biden administration was down if they do down if they don't i think it's better that they did in this instance i suppose yeah. i here we, here yeah. we are listen, i mean listen america i'll take it i'll take it. i'm just i'm happy she's back Let's, yeah and i hope i hope paul paul uh Whelan, you know yeah. gets, and also his like his offense apparent like he's been accused of like espionage so that's a little different if I'm not mistaken. I think it's his, his his situation is more serious. But yeah, I mean it would have been nice if they were able to do two for one, but Russia wasn't having it and you know they understood that they had, you know, all the advantages because Britney was so public and so famous. So here we are. So yeah, that's that's my winner. Uh my loser, you t- I mean, I'm I think I'm gonna double down with Tory Lanez because mm. honestly, tweeting, no weapon form against me. <laughs> <laughs> after literally using a weapon to hurt someone is is quite rich. And, and, and I think I just want to help you be, become this thoughtless in life. And
0: I'm, I'm, I think that in all honesty, there's enough people who support the ludicrousy of touring lanes where You gotta keep it going, it's like Trump. It's like, I have too many people behind me for me to change my tide. So I'm going to have to just keep this train going. going. Like I gotta keep going. And Tory Lanez is like the little engine that could. He's just like, (laughs) I'm gonna keep chugging till I get to the jail. Cause you going to jail too? You
1: gonna have a cell right next to Kenya Barris, obsessed with oh like skinny women. Oh no, I jail. I mean, listen. I'm just. I don't wish Jill anyone, but like, I, I'm not gonna say that Tori hasn't really worked hard for that. And yeah. um yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's just we'll, we'll see how that goes, how that plays out. But yeah, we'll see. And he's also gotten a, a third. Actually, yeah. Aside from just being tweeting ridiculousness, he got a third felony charge on Monday. So um, yeah, we will see how that goes. Teresa, as always, you have another
0: one. That was one more loser. Right. Of course, go for it. Okay, Mia Thornton. Mia Thornton from Real House. Oh, you know what? Wives we did.
1: Tomic. We spent all the last episode dragging her, but go do, do
0: you oh. do her
1: one more time. <laughs> do her the one more
0: of The week. of the
1: year. Of the year. You
0: are the loser. Listen, sis, as a Sagittarius, I'm offended. I'm offended. Okay. Every oh, time, oh, yeah, she is a so Sagittarius.
1: She just celebrated <laughs>
0: her birthday. Every time you open your mouth, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Mia Thornton, you are the loser of the week, and you dragging your homegirl down there to embarrass you with you, (laughs) it's just, it's pure comedy, pure comedy, but I just had to say, since we got extra space for more losers, I just had to remind everybody, yeah, yeah, no, we we t-
1: most of the last episode was about me and her behavior. No, honestly, I think we would talk about like this reality TV nonsense, but I I I think what she did was quite terrible, and um, like that's like beyond like any of these, this like TV oh yeah situations. Like this is really horrible what they're doing, and I think thank God their cameras there because mm-hmm. I don't know what they'd be doing to this to Wendy mm-hmm. if there weren't cameras to, like document what they were doing.
0: She's calling her ghetto. And while we're talking about, like, just different relations with, like, colorism... Yeah. Like, and I know I joke a lot. And I call a lot of people white. White. Like, this is exactly white I be talking about. And you... Tend to use the times when it works for you to say that somebody is aggressive, certain way. the use of the
1: ghetto out of nowhere was struck me as like it's the kind of thing that to a white person to stand up and is, be be throwing your. It's person. the kind of thing a white person would do in that moment to call up someone ghetto. Like you're trying to gaslight. You're then,
0: trying to gaslight this person into a certain response. And like, if you put your lies side by side, it's really you're, really you're not exactly the person to call this person ghetto. Right. And then, it's just there's so many different dynamics behind it and I genuinely and truly love the way in which Candice and Wendy both are handling um, the challenges of this season Um, I've been fortunate enough to meet both of them and I think they're both great women and I honestly I have been in the same situation so it's like their experiences are things that I resonate with and they're things that you know they are very passionate about like uplifting people through Mm -hmm. but it's also to a point where it's like even on this platform even on this stage this still happens To this extent, this is how it happens. This is what it looks like. And being able to shine a light on that, I think, is absolutely amazing. So, Mia.
1: And that dog barking was agreeing with us. Perfect. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) All right, Teresa, a pleasure, as always. Before we leave, let let people know where they can find you on social media, but also off the yard.
0: Yes, um, so you can follow me at... Reese underscore Rich on Instagram and on Twitter. And you can follow Off The Yard Travels on Instagram. Um, we currently still have a few spots left for Cancun. Once some mm-hmm. spots are gone, they're gone. Um, and, and this is like
1: six months, five months in advance. So this is
0: a lot of time to plan. Yes, like, yes. And so. we are working with some of the most amazing travel agents. And um, this is all and under...
1: Morgan
0: alum. Um, so, it is open, but um, yes, this is particularly curated for Morgan State alumni. So, it is um, the Bears are going to Cancun. Yeah. But, um, any so, the other Bears issues? and those who
1: love the Bears. Yes.
0: Anybody who yeah. would like to join yeah. and come and celebrate Mexico during Cinco de Mayo, we do open it up. So, you can go ahead and reserve um, tickets on the link in the bio at Off The Art Travels. Um, so, yeah.
1: Love it, love it, love it. Episode 68. No hipster spot. Talk to you next time. Bye.